for Thursday night, February 1st, 2007. This is episode 13 of the Anime Roundtable. Good evening from Toronto, I'm Mike Nicholas. Tonight on the show, we'll talk about anime on Canadian TV in light of the CRTC's approval of the Anime Channel. Then we'll look at the role of anime clubs today in the North American landscape. There's little doubt that that role has changed, but how significantly has it? It's all coming up next on thecomicden.com. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, technical hosts, or any other official associations of this program. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Here we are with designs of possibly doing as many as six people around the table tonight. Then, when, then, then during the uh, then during the um, mic test, we find out one of them doesn't work, and we had to d- d- dismiss two people. Or we had to ask two people to um, bow out gracefully. And uh, Neil and Courtney seemed all too eager. <laughs> so um, there's only four of us, and we're sharing three mics tonight. Uh, yeah, well, just for, well. Normally we'd have our usual banter with uh, with Neil, uh, with me making fun of Neil, or vice versa. I don't Mike, know who. Are we going to have? Are we going to have a nice burial for the cord now, Mike? Oh, for the cord, may, uh, for the cord later on, maybe. Um, you you know what to do, right, Dean? Okay, <laughs> Dean's here. Dean's here, but he he has no microphone, so you won't be able to hear him this week. He's just going to sit maybe, back. Maybe in the background. Yeah, maybe in the background. Um, he'll he's just going to sit back and maybe check some facts for us. Uh, so. I look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> yeah. Wait until we get. Wait until the vidcast happens, right? A- anyway, jeez, oh. <sighs> um, it's been a rough week here. It's been a. Ru- we have to say it's been a rough week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, first, uh, first things first. Uh, hello, everyone out there. So, just quickly, let me just quickly go around the table, uh, introduce the lords, ladies, and jesters of the anime roundtable. Uh, four around tonight. North American Industry Observer, James Austin, uh, Anime Clubhead and soon-to-be exchange student in Japan, Clarissa Jewell, and Fine Arts Major, and Anime North, Artist Alley Regular, and soon-to-be exchange student, albeit for a week, Angela Jordan. Notice, that's the, notice that it's the girls who are taking the trips to abroad soon? It's always the girls that go on exchange. Yeah. It's very rarely the men. I, 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 mean, I, took, I took trips, but not to exchange. I just did touring in Europe. The thing is, even Courtney's going on, uh, taking a European vacation in a few months. It's the same with language courses, too. It's the same with, yeah. Language, language. stuff, travel. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Well, yeah, and I haven't left this area in uh, in years. I haven't left the GTA in, like, three, four years. I had to ask, Mike, have you got your passport? Oh, long ago. I got my passport last year. No, because I got mine in the mail uh, this week, and I, I have to say, I'm glad I actually got it, because after hearing all the horror stories about them being so far behind, I'm like, I guess I'm never going to get a passport. About how long ago did you apply? I think we have. Met, I think I applied uh, January or so. Okay. The only hard part was getting a picture. I did mine over Christmas break, and I just got mine recently. But I was mm-hmm. lucky because I only had to wait two and a half hours in line to get it. Like near the end end of it, I think there were people who were waiting all day, like mm-hmm. getting there at yeah. six in the morning, it's pretty accurate. staying it's there until seven at night. When I when I went to like I got mine like last year, uh, like a year ago, ba- bas- uh, basically, and um, that the passport office where I went was in a mall, and like. This mall has it has it so set up nicely. They know what type of um, 
like like they know that people are going to be there not so willingly for hours on end so they have like a number system and encourage people to go downstairs i think that's the one where i went it's where mississauga yeah Central Which Park. one was it? Central Parkway Central Mall? Central Parkway because Mall that's where I went. That. Yeah, that's where Central Parkway Mall. I remember Mall it was very Sun. ghetto. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it looks ghetto, ghetto but the there ghetto are some pla- they have some places. I remember when that uh, Basics used to be, um, I think it was the Dominion, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, years was, ago. I remember that from so many years ago. So mm-hmm. many things have went back and forth. The funny thing is the cinema is still there. Yeah, that's I had friend, surprises I had, me. I had old high school friends that worked there. So it's 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 a ghetto mall. I used to live near there too, like years ago. For, albeit for like a year, about a year in an apartment, like a, about a block or so away. But I remember that place. It was kind of weird to go through. And then they, and then and then downstairs, like the passport office was upstairs. Take the number, take a number, go downstairs, and they have the number displays in various halls throughout, like in the in the main level there. So mm-hmm. like I mean, on, at the base of the staircase, you, you know, there's the numbers. So you can double check your number every every um, ten minutes or something, and usually that's about how many times. Uh, usually that's the right <laughs> the number changed once every ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing like progress. And, and that was last year. So I, and I heard that like passport rules up in Canada, and I guess I hope the U.S. You know, but you, you need a passport uh, to for air travel between the two countries now. And I think in to about go to the a, states, you need it. Yeah. That's why it's a lot more. And in about a year, it'll be. And, and, and in about a year or so, they're going to do it. Like it's going to be land as well. So, but for now, it is for air travel. I think I always had a passport, so it was never a problem. The only thing I can see a problem with is small children, because many people have kids and babies. And they change so much. So when you have a passport for them, I wonder about that. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, that was because I imagine you had a passport photo of a baby or something. Yeah. And, and then, then you show it to the them point. and they look at the child and they're like, <laughs> is this the same person? Yeah. It's like, uh, wow. We usually get a st- I remember because my friend had, my friend um, had that. <laughs> he, he's, he, the, he, this was like when he was like 17 and then he had a picture of himself as a four-year-old. And I think he was just sternly told by the border guy, get, get that get that pa- picture updated. So um, <laughs> I remember uh, traveling with him once. So, but <laughs> that was funny. The thing was, I, the thing was, I could you could have safely gotten across with just a birth certificate, which is something I generally had on me whenever I used to take trips um, trips uh, to the t- trips to the U.S. We always drove, so it was never really an issue. But anyway, um, you so know, it's a good thing to have. Brave new world. I'm not sure if it's brave, but or even good, but or new or good. Yeah, never mind. But it, that's part. That's the way the world is now. So it's kind of one of those sad facts. Mm. Anyway, um, I guess uh, I guess uh, we should get right to it because uh, we don't have much time. Let's talk Canadian TV. Uh, you American listeners don't mind out there, do you? <laughs> here's a, here's a big surprise. Uh, I didn't think that this would take this. It would take this long. But as we mentioned back in October. Course Entertainment, the parent company of YTV up here in Canada, submitted an application to the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission to start up the Anime Channel. <laughs> Excuse me. I think to the surprise of some, the CRTC ruled on the application in a fairly quick three months, approving Course's application on Tuesday. I'll ha- we'll have a link to the CRTC ruling in, in the show notes. The application was approved on the condition that 65% of the programming be dedicated to anime and the remaining 35% be dedicated to to anime-related programming. While we can start guessing what form the anime channel will take when it comes on air, we know at this point 
that it will not include Genion titles. That's because yesterday, G4 Tech TV Canada secured exclusive Canadian broadcast rights to the Genion library for its channel. Uh, three months ago, I didn't want to get too far into what we thought and hoped we would see on Canadian TV because I thought we'd be getting too far ahead of ourselves. But with, in light of everything that happened in the last couple, in the last 48 hours, let the speculation begin. Who wants to go first? I wish Actually, I, I have to cross stories with you on one thing concerning Razor is showing Samurai Champloo right now. As well as Bastic and Trinity Blood. Well, no, mm. Samurai Champloo is a genuine title. Oh, yeah, we, okay. And so that is why I have to cross stories on Mike on that one thing for uh, G4 Tech TV. But the interesting thing was their um, press release was a little late because I think Bell started to go off this week early for some people because during the commercial breaks they had the um, anime current powered by Genion and then all their commercials were uh, ones I guess Genion did themselves in their promotions thing for Helsing OVA, for Ergo Proxy and stuff like that. So it kind of gave the feeling but it was interesting the press release confirming that they would have Trigun, which was done on Cartoon Network, yeah. and something that the U.S. hasn't even heard of yet, or got, which is Gunex Sword. Gunex Sword, and the which third is title, a very new one. and then the third title that ended up that's actually started no, being right shown now, is Tenju Tenge. Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of a safe title. Yeah, but I think <laughs> G Four said, like I can't remember, they said that they wanted to get away from some of the stuff because they could have shown Lex Last Exile and Gungrave and stuff like that that may they have been cut. Exile. That may have been cut from G4 USA, but they wanted to get uncut stuff and show it to people the way it was meant to be seen, which is kind of nice. So what, they're going to get raw? They're going to get like original? No, uh, no, no. Versions? What I'm saying is like, it's the dub. But, but you, know how, you know how sometimes they cut it for time constraints, like the ending and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So you kind of don't get the full experience, so to speak. Oh, there. Yeah. Because you got to remember all the advertisers want their money and they want you know, the same time. Like, I, like we said like th- months ago, this is ultimately to sell the DVDs, like, regardless well, of um, these shows. Tendo like, Tenji, I heard on Amazon.ca, supposedly Tendo Tenji sales went up. I can't remember when the exact time was. Please tell me it's the DVDs. It's DVDs, Thank yes. Because it went up because it, of the broadcast yeah. happening now of Tenjo Tenji. So that's interesting. The only thing I'm interested in is is that going to translate into maybe more stores in Canada getting anime DVDs? But who knows, because I don't think they've been doing as well as we're led to believe. There's still problems even today with stock going into regular brick-and-mortar stores like Best Buy, Mm -hmm. HMV, and others. There's also price issues still. Funimation DVDs, Genion DVDs, ADV DVDs, sometimes they have good prices close to the American counterparts, but other times they're just jacking it up to overprice it to nothing. So still, the better way to buy in Canada is through the internet, through comic book stores, and through um, other stores like anime, dedicated anime stores, which not everyone has all over Canada, which is a sad fact. And and a sad fact because they're also dwindling. Um, I'll tell you about that a bit later on. You girls want to add anything? To this, uh, about the whole debate in general, not not just the debate. Uh, any reactions to the um, to the thing to the uh, rulings that apparently were allowed an anime channel uh, that there will be an anime channel coming. Well, about the anime channel in general, like I know on Rogers at home, there was one of the channels that was like a 
you go on and you look at what time it is and you can pay for anime. It's like two ninety nine an episode or something, and there's a good selection of what was on there. That was a um, I, I, that it wasn't actually like it was typically a dedicated channel, but you had to it's like pay per view anime. There's there's it's, two. There was um, YTV's YTV's anime on both, demand. Yeah, there was an anime on demand channel that YTV ran, and then ADV. So I wonder the if they channel. had like a lot of success with that that led them to get the full fledged anime channel or. How that might have Na- naturally, like obviously, they've done a degree. Uh, YTV did a degree of feasibility. Uh, obviously, they were pro- obviously they were happy enough to happy with the numbers they got. I don't know where they pulled their data from. Whether it be from, you know, the hits on uh, hits on their um, on the subscriptions to their on demand channel. And they would have had to. Yeah, I wonder or, or if the they feedback made they got from when they did it on YTV. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's partnerships with other anime companies, so to speak, because. Um, you got to wonder, because down in the States, we have Funimation's launched, I guess, their channel, and ADV has their own well, demand the service spe- and stuff like that. That's part of the speculation. And so I think what happened is, if you have all these things up here, it just probably wouldn't fly. I think it was better just to have an actual Canadian cable company, a person that is already in the, the industry, set it up so that there's more backbone behind it compared to other people who haven't been in the Canadian broadcasting industry and it may fail straight from the start. Well, you know the, the other mean? side is it's uh, that's probably the key thing about having a Canadian do a Canadian company do this. And it may last longer. It may well, mm-hmm. the credibility is uh, is is there right from the get-go because it's why, because it's course it's YTV. Mm-hmm. And what already helps it is like oh by the way, we're by the way, uh, we're pa- um, Dean has a copy of the CRTC ruling which we're passing around uh, around this around the table. Huh? But, yeah. but the thing, no big thing about this also is that I can't remember how much we touched upon last time since we did this last uh, last year. October is with that. Dean um, here. I think we've talked about it so far at least three times. This but the, the yeah, this is now. But the, third the big time thing is that we got to remember both these channels. Remember, G Four is a digital channel, and this anime channel is going to be a digital channel. It's two, not. So. It's not on basic cable or cable plus kind of like in the u.s where they have it on cartoon network which is on a cable like cable plus not a digital so yeah they would be and both channels are now in comp would be in in competition yes they would be in competition i would say but i think anime network is more narrow-minded and maybe add some maybe japanese live action or some documentaries and maybe some homegrown stuff to look at in that light mm-hmm. because they do sponsor anime north ytv does so they might do something with that who knows yeah I, interesting question already comes up about canadian content now that you brought up a, a canadian convention they can't enforce that it's hard to enforce in the first place but i don't think digital has much canadian content on it anyway they're not as regulated because it's as only focusing on anime cable. that comes from japan on top of that they might be able to get around it anyway Actually, they did. They got around it on YTV. Inuyasha was considered anime, con- sorry, Canadian content because it, it was, was dubbed and done in Vancouver. And, a lo- and that's probably the nice part about, about having a good chunk of the English dub industry uh, industry here going through yeah. Canada because because mm-hmm. it, it'll uh, justify a degree of uh, home. It is a it is homegrown entertainment, uh, homegrown performers working on these shows. Uh, albeit, you know, you know, just dubbing, just doing a st- simple voiceover over, um, over, uh, over uh, animated work, over previously made work. But it's an art form in itself, as uh, as we, perhaps we've, uh, as many people already know and have found out over mm-hmm. the years. So um, studios in Toronto, which years ago did Sailor Moon, and there's uh, there's a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, in the West Coast, uh, Ocean, the Ocean Group, 
Mm-hmm. What's it called? Ocean Production? Yeah, it's Ocean Ocean Group, uh, Ocean Group and Blue Water Studios in Calgary. And Blue Router Studios in Calgary, which has co- recently come on the scene doing a couple, well, Genions. Well, Genion and Bandai. Bandai's? Okay. Yeah, Mahime. Oh, they do Mahime. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whether people like that or not, that's for them to decide. Well, it's there. I mean, that that's... And you can kind of get around some of the rules with that. Um, there's little doubt that, you know, there's little doubt that certain, like... Don't be surprised if Inuyasha ends up there. Don't be surprised if um, shows that have been previously shown on YTV will oh, end yeah. up on this station. Well, maybe they'll just take care of the Canadian content by having mm. those... I don't know what they call them, but the, the DJs. Like, there's spokespeople who like, sort of They're introduce the They're old DJs, yes. Yeah, they might just have uh, those people. The VJs like, themselves. Yeah, certainly. how the 35% is going yeah, like, it could be documentary. Whatever, whatever. Oh, sugar. Oh, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Beard, um, actually, she left uh, She left YTV last week. Oh, did she? Yeah, she's uh, gone back. She's gone to pursue a full acting career in Hollywood. Uh, as a, so last week was her mm-hmm. last week. Hmm. They did a whole tribute week uh, mm-hmm. during her um, her usual block. So she's le- she recently left. Um, good luck to her, by the way. So she's probably reminded those segments, provided that they were short. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that because digital TV, a lot of it, is also going to be reruns, as in because there's no Eastern Canadian feed and Western Canadian feed. It's so it's one channel. So what happens is, like with G4, you keep on having all these programs looping constantly. It's a time shift. So it's a time shift. I mean, you get with for everyone to be happy, they have to do that. And some people may be like, oh, that's kind of annoying because you may have the time to watch more. But to me, it gives you that option of if you want to watch at this time, you can. It's, if you don't. It, it, it's, it, it's, cost, it's cost saving too. Because, you know, loop, a, loop an entire, uh, entire pro- three-hour lineup, that's a quarter, days of your, a quarter day of your programming right mm-hmm. there. Like, it's a two-for-one. So... So it, it kind of saves costs and, you know, gives a chance for those who missed programming, you know, missed something earlier to, you know, possibly catch it again. That said... Uh, I think a lot of people would be upset with that. No, PVRs, PVRs would, you know, th- that negates it all that anyway. Mm. Uh, the others, like, but the thing is, you know, they'll have to supplement their in- supplement um, income in some way. Here's, here's, wh- here's an interesting, like, here's an interesting thought already. Um, will they partner? Will they already partner with? Um, like obviously, they, we know some that. Companies. Yeah, w- with some of the companies, we already know that Genion is almost out of the picture here now because of the G four agreement, um, mm-hmm. the Tech TV agreement. The thing is, um, what's commonplace, and we stressed this three months ago, was that a lot of channels here are just simply um, take are offshoots of what established American networks already. TSN is a part of it takes a lot of programming but not exclusively from but not exclusively from ESPN. T- um, mm-hmm. Rogers Sportsnet does take a lot from F- uh, from Fox Sportsnet down south but not exclusively a lot of its own programming they're not it's not just by themselves. Family Channel here Family Channel here takes off from Thanks. Family Channel here Family Channel here takes a good amount of programming from Disney Channel but Family Channel is also owned by Astral Media, so and they make a they're 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 its own producer too. So they produce some of their own programming, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, one might be able to think that agreements between like agreements between um, YTV and its and various anime companies could be made for specific titles mm-hmm. or uh, blocks mm-hmm. of programming. One might might believe that they may directly take programming from the two established anime channels in the states already. Um, anime Network and Funimate and the Funny Channel or Funimation Channel. 
So, you know, like directly, not just, you know, just mm-hmm. for the titles, but, you know, the whole programming block, the whole feel, the feel, feel and flow. So you can already start to think of it that way. But another concern, um, and this was sort of brought up to me when I brought it up with uh, the guys at the Comic Den, was, how do I put this? Is it in their best interest to tie, in the long term, to tie the YTV name to Anime Channel? Because what, what, the, what the purpose of them opening the network, wanting the network in the first place, was for them to, do, was, was to aim at a more mature audience and to safely show more mature programming. This was, a, this was a platform for them to show the more mature programming because let's face it, when you show something like, give me a 17-up title. Name a 17-up title. I want Gantz just for the hell Okay, just for the hell of it. We'll say Gantz. Gantz cannot... <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, well, here's, here's the thought. Like, no matter how late you show it on YTV, even if it's well after midnight, well, or at 1 a.m. It's never going to be late enough, you know. It's never going to be late enough because it's YTV. Mm-hmm. It's safer. It might be safer for something like Anime Channel because its mandate, its target audience will be those leaving the target... For the most part, just out, uh, just outside of the um, older than the target audience. Yeah, well, it says right audience. here that programming will be targeted exclusively to adults over the age of eighteen. There you go. So, From so, what yeah. I can tell, they're not going to probably tie it. Like I know with Discovery Kids, because it's similar demographics that they do tie, and they have like. Um, commercials for both channels and stuff like that but for this one i think it's going to be its own entity i think that's you don't think how they'll be well, you don't think so they'll t- well the thing is the thing is it, like it's clear that ytv had a big part in in um in seeing the establishment of this channel mm-hmm. they might advertise certain anime that's already on ytv that i could see I could but see, I could see like just uh, a degree of promotion. I do see uh, some promotion. Definitely but some promotion. I mean, just because anime, like YTV was so instrumental, I think, in getting a lot of anime fans started. Mm-hmm. The worry like, though, Sailor Moon back in the day, even like people with Inuyasha more recently, like some people got hooked on anime through things like Inuyasha. But the yeah. worry yeah, I, I have further wing. back on Dam Wing. Yeah. Now uh, that I know. Sailor Moon. Anyway. Sailor Moon was yeah, Sailor Moon. for me. Dragon Sailor Ball. Moon. Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how many here will remember Samurai. Yeah, Pizza. I remember. Yeah. The one thing you guys are making me think. Because when we have all this stuff going to digital and not everyone being able to afford these digital boxes and all this stuff, are they going to take away content from YTV and regular cable stations, which a lot of us, that's where we got our introduction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to be a detriment. Side, the other, I, don't, I don't know about that because, as I said, uh, the people who they're, they're targeting over 18 mm-hmm. will have a higher dis- percentage of, well, maybe, maybe not much overall, but a higher percentage nonetheless of disposable income. They can, like, after the age of 18, after the age of 20, more people will be able to make, that deci- make those personal entertainment choices. So, like, they might be able to, you know, look at their list. You know, when they're, if they ever want to buy cable, buy digital cable, buy a satellite dish, uh, start choosing their channels. That's an option. That's mm-hmm. something they can pay for. I hope it's not too. The only concern is how much will it be. And for reference, and j- just just for reference, um, sports packages, sports bundles on Rogers, I believe, are no more than are give or take ten bucks a month. So you'd hope that something like Anime Channel, like G4 Tech, uh, like a bundle with say Anime Channel, G4 Tech TV, etc., etc., Razor, Razor. You know, you wouldn't get too. It wouldn't be too much. Although, you know, what what may also uh, affect its price would be wide, wide, um, wide. How do you how do I put? What's the word here? Uh, I'm looking for the word properly. Um, wide interest. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Widespread interest. Widespread in it. How much? How much? Uh, yeah, across the board interest for the for such things. Sports has a more wider appeal than, say, a lot of maybe science fiction, anime, um, more edgier stuff. Uh, edgier stuff. Although they can tie. Although there's a lot of tie-in anyway. So there's that's part of my that's part of the already part of the concern. The other side is. Oh, uh, anyone want to say anything about that? I think it's going to be becoming more popular. Like you well, can even see stuff on like the space. You can see stuff on. Um, I have the independent film channel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's always stuff. Independent, oh, film so independent film channel had a limited agreement, I believe, with um, Anime Ghibli. Works. I think it was with Ghibli as well. Yeah, they had some of the Ghibli Works, films. Yeah, because I think because I remember that they showed Kite once. Edited. Edited, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> So now one day we'll watch the anime network and we'll see like tons of hentai late night and all of us will be like, what is I'll going on? Now, I'll tell you now that uh, the movie network here does show porn at night. I have to, we have do. to, we have to regard that. So it's not, I'm sure it's, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's for a learning experience. I'm sure <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but, but um, it has to be said, Oh, here's one last other thing. And, uh, you know, uh, well, I was thinking, actually. Uh, here's one other thought. Um, just because they got the license doesn't mean that the channel itself is now imminent. The license run, if you read the notes, um, the license will run until August of 2013. So that means um, YTV can conceivably sit on this until then. Uh, nobody, and they won't have to really, wor- or, and uh, they can just say, you know, at any point from now until then, they can say, Let's let's start it, but they don't have to start it today. They don't have to start it tomorrow. They don't have to start it, like by the end of the year. Do you think? So that said, do you think um, they'll act on it? Say within a year, within well, the next two years. it's more cost effective to do it as soon as they can, isn't it? As long as they get their sponsors together and their commercials and have all the programming set up. Oh, by, by the way, do you think they're that, losing money if they're not putting it into effect right away? Aren't they? Well, they're not. They're not. not they're really. not, they're not, not necessarily losing, losing money. but in the lost revenue that they could be making. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like the thing is, get, it's one they of those strike have, the yeah. iron while it's still hot things because it may. It's mm-hmm. it's in their best interest. I mean, while the memento is here, we'll momentum is here. Yeah, yeah. when they have all that, because you never know, there may not be any interest at a point, and it, and say five years down the road, it may not necessarily be feasible, or will it? For the anime companies, I think as well, because if Ganyon is getting more sales, even though it's just through the internet of Tendo Chenji from showing it on G4, which is a digital cable network, then maybe this is a good thing for all of them. It'll be the best interest in the long run of everyone. Mm-hmm. They'll all be a win-win. You know what I mean? For us, for them. Yeah. So, and what? How, what's the other thing? I, I mean, in 20, like, all this time, well, what else does it really say about it? Hmm. I... I mean, 2013 is what the the today is far enough away. Far enough. It's far <laughs> enough away. Six <laughs> years away. It's like mm, no, it's, it's, it's it probably would be it wouldn't be such a bad <laughs> idea to to act on it now uh, to act on it soon. And I, I get the feeling throughout the like as the summer rolls along, as Anime North happens, mm-hmm. at the conventions is going to be huge for them to advertise there. Especially they have to get the younger North. fans. Like you're talking about, it's, a, it's aimed at people over the age of 18, but you know it's going to be a lot of kids, too, to get their parents to get it for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parents that don't really care about, you know, they think their child can handle it. Mm-hmm. For the most like, part, like for the most part, that age. Yeah. and for sure. the most, mm-hmm. and, and as a general, like, I, as I, I, I tend to think kids are smarter than they let on. Yeah. Really just ask my seven-year-old who, Like, it's definitely something I would have been hounding my mom for, like, back yeah, in the yeah, day yeah, when yeah, I was a teenager. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, kids are smarter than they than they let on. I mean, just ask my seven-year-old cousin who sent, manages to tee five bucks off of me every week she visits. So, uh, you know, they, they know what they're, they know quite a bit. They can tell a lot. You don't have to necessarily coddle them too much. They, 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 there's a lot they already know. 
uh, and it's not necessarily completely. And it depends exactly what the content is. Like Tenjo Tenge, like I would, I think it would be okay. Like it technically has the it's, edgy rating, but it's it, not blatant porn or violence, as far as I know. I haven't. <laughs> it's pretty bad, though, right? It's uh, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things you be careful with. And yeah, it's probably safer to put later yeah. at night. Well, actually, it's kind of like. 8.30 and it's earlier, but it's digital cable, so it's okay, and they're going at the exact mm-hmm. audience they want. It is a little toned down, of course, from the manga, but it still has the edge to it, yeah. and that's what supposedly G4 want. They want programming with an edge. I think that's, and that's what YTV, or of course, we have to, I have to start, when, when mentioning the anime channel, I have to sort of be careful about saying, about saying YTV. Yeah, I think I, it's, it's more course. chorus. It's mm. chorus. But chorus has a diversified portfolio because they have all sorts of radio Local ki- stations. stations like um which one was it? A uh, classic rock, I think they mm-hmm. have. They own they? they own um they own uh, a CBC if or a CBC affiliate in Peterborough. They own um they own the W network. They own a uh, yeah, they they do own W network and I think So um, it's not like they have many hands in different pots, so Actually, that could be interest that could be a, an interesting conflict. Hmm, with W Network and then the anime <laughs> channel. That, that could actually not be think about that. <laughs> I don't want to know. That's one of those, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. We're first ahead of ourselves already, again. Uh, oh, one other thing, and we, ta- and we topped it off by talking languages. Um, all dubs? It's got to be dubs, because they've got to plug that stuff. Because they're going to be making them. So my thinking, yeah. I, that, I think it's going to be dubs first, as you said. But because it's actually going, didn't... Um, Anime Network for ADV tried to do some subtitle programming Unknown. when they're on demand. I can't remember if they talked about that at one point and if it made it off the ground. I would be personally right. thrilled if they showed subtitled things, mm-hmm. but yeah. I doubt it. It's well, as I, I said, think ultimately everything is future. Yeah. I, I ultimately this is an advertisement for the DVD. Yeah, everything will. Mm-hmm. Everything we see is an advertisement. And it's, for they're going to have all the commercials and, and everything is going to be for all the titles that are coming out. Buy the mm-hmm. DVDs, get mm-hmm. the stuff. Oh, do you think? Do you think? Everything. You think? You think the uh, funding's there uh, in terms of sponsorships, in terms of commercials? I think it will be. Toy companies. All that various kind of toy company, various mm-hmm, toy companies, sure. various memorabilia companies. Uh, you know, New type restaurants. Magazine. Even even mm-hmm. even uh, even um, even uh, you know. Um, Asian restaurants or even certain foods in hotels or Big whatever, cafe. but it's there. <laughs> it's it's not it's not as if the advertising or the commer- uh, the uh, revenue has to come exclusively from anime rela- mm, a- strict related, strict anime companies. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's could a lot of other, cross cross um, interest. If and video going, games, I wouldn't be surprised. Going, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they're going older, sure. I'd say probably video games, car companies with the sleek new car that you want to be driving, stuff like that. You know, you think, I mean? you think I Tokyo Pop Funimation? No, well, but remember, we're talking about electronics. Older audience. I could see electronics. that. Electronics. electronics. I could see car commercials. Yeah. I could see car commercials in the right place. Mm-hmm. Mecca, Initial <laughs> D, if that ends up on this network. And here's here's another yet another opportunity. Oh, and. Uh, we were about to. Say, I was about to say, is any of this TV wor- uh, worthy for tele- uh, safe for television? The other side is, all the most of the anime we watch was worth our television shows to start. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that should, I guess that's not really an issue, is it? But the audience in Japan is used to it. It's been going on there for a while. Like it's, it's still relatively new here. Ish here. Well, well uh, brave, once again, brave new world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's just something we have that well, that we have to I guess see now. Digital cable has that thing that we're lucky we have it in that they will take chances on certain programming that probably never would have come out on regular basic cable. So mm-hmm. that's I guess a kind of a godsend to us if we're willing to pay for it. Yeah, hope you guys got a couple bucks on you. A- anyway, um, twenty. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, 
Somebody said, uh, somebody, uh, said in a uh, signature on the Anime North forums, uh, in 2007, YTV will fulfill their destiny. Well, it, it's um, their choice now because uh, they've been given the goods. We'll see if they decide to fulfill it this year or any time or at what point in the next six years. But we'll keep up with it, I'm sure, and uh, I'm sure details are to follow. Uh, we're going to take the MIDI break back in a couple minutes. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.
Well, not just yet. Um, we were talking during the break about anime on Canadian television that has been shown Japanese with subtitles. Yes. You think of you thought of a few, right? You um, you, memories was it? Memories. Um, that was on IFC some months ago. And then you were talking about Grave of the Fireflies. This was like at least seven years ago. This was years ago. They showed it. Uh, they showed. Um, I still haven't Bravo. seen Grave of the Firefly. Bravo showed it. I think it was Bravo or Space. Um, it was no, probably more likely Bravo, but it was a it was a chum station, a chum network that showed Grave of the Fireflies. Commer- I, as far as I remember, with no commercials. Oh, that's nice. Straight that's on good. through, and it was it was the first time I had ever seen the movie, and yeah, that left quite a, as you might expect. That left an amazing impression on me. No spoilers, Mike. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's that's, a happy I mean, ending, right? What, what else? <laughs> it's an ending. It's an ending. You know, you, I mean, you, it's sort of worth it, but it's one of those masterpieces uh, that people really, really have to see. But you know, especially uh, especially with the way things are today. A- anyway. Um, Podcast continues for Thursday night, uh, February 1st, 2007. Uh, Mike Nicholas, James Austin, Clarissa Jewell, and Andrew Jordan around you, uh, around you, around the anime table, in front of a live audience, and online via thecomicden.com, where downloading costs you nothing and distribution is encouraged. Um, okay, moving on then. It's something you don't hear very often, is it? What? <laughs> distribution is encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. until we get uh, cost, until we get money for this sponsorship. Only cost is uh, on me. Uh, anyway, uh, when we started this show about eleven months ago, we never really made it a huge secret that we tape at a university in uh, in Toronto, nor- uh, in northern Toronto, at York University, in the shadow. <laughs> I thought we were going to make it fun and let them guess. Is it Ryerson? Is it U of T? Is it York? No, it's York. Maybe maybe its own Waterloo. Maybe its own okay, Vancouver. People, people will come if people really want to find out. They will. If they want to come and search us out and. Well, One day will. we'll have some crazy person come knock on our stalkers. door and we'll just be like, "Why <laughs> are you here?" Anyway, we never make it. Anyway, we never make it a huge secret where we tape, and and the and we never really make it a huge. And we don't really make it a huge secret that we tape in the shadow of the of York's anime club. That said, uh, it's not something we flaunt either. This is, I think, the first time we've mentioned it on air. Anyway, um, tonight. Tonight, York University's Anime Club celebrated celebrated its 10th anniversary. Assembled around this table is a little bit of this club's leadership, whether it be in its distant past, recent past, or present, which nicely sets up this this question. Much has changed within the last 10 years in terms of anime and manga manga in North America, not the least of which was greater exposure. Grassroots clubs like this one were generally meant to be a fix for, for, for anime hunger in a time when finding such stuff was hard. Ten years later, that clearly isn't the case anymore. So that begs the question, are anime clubs still relevant today? So who wants to take a stab at this one? I'll, I'll give you a... Well, I'm sorry. Let me just give you a quick thought on things in, on, the, on the Toronto anime club scene here. Um, as of when um, this club first started uh, in 1997... Five anime clubs existed at major post at major post secondary or major uh, major um, colleges and universities. Um, today, uh, I, I guess you can only say maybe two, maybe a third or two and a half. But three, maybe three. But uh, for Toronto, yeah, and but but two two are still very active. The third one is. Which one are you talking about? The one well. 
How Ryerson often is Ryerson? You are anime. I think they're active. If they're gone, they're they're active, but mm-hmm. I, they, they, haven't, they haven't kept a, like they haven't kept a high profile as of late. The one at U of T, it's it still goes very monthly. It stayed the course all these years, and you know you got to give the people. monthly. They, you got to give the people. <laughs> you got to give them credit, though. I mean, that's been there. They've stayed. They've been consistent all this time. And uh, this club here, uh, this club at York University, Yama, um, it's been it's it's uh, stayed the course also all these years. But with the advent of things like um, of downloading shows on the internet, with wider availability on television, on DVDs, um, with wider availability of manga out there. Um, the idea of this club was to be a, of clubs in the past was a, as a fix. Um, you can you can get a fi- you can get your fix anywhere uh, in a lot of places now. So our anime club still needed today. I would say yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I maybe there's a bias here. It's the but. social. It's the social experience. Like, true, you can go have your home theater experience, but if you have no one to share it with or no one to talk to it about it, then what's it really worth? You know what I mean? Like. It's the people around that make the club, and that's for any club in general, whether it be anime or whether it be something else. I want to say yes. Obviously, I am the president of Yama. I should be saying <laughs> yes and waving my little flag, but at the same time, it's hard. Um, one of the major problems that I think is that, again, like 10 years ago when I first started getting into anime back in the day, there was only so many titles you could find commercially. There was Sailor Moon, there was Fushigi Yugi, there was Imaginary Earth, Escaflone, maybe a bit. I don't like think Fushigi Yugi was ready yet. I don't think Fushigi Yugi was ready for commercial release. But like uh, back in the day, like you couldn't really find. It was hard to find, especially if you weren't living in Toronto. If you were like out in the suburbs somewhere, it was hard to find anime. In urban Even centers. your local comic book store might not have had anything. Mm-hmm. The only times you could really get anime would to be going to the major conventions, and like conventions at that time were awesome. Like you could go, and there were so many titles at the video rooms that you could go see that you'd so never heard of legs. before. <laughs> And it was just this like mind-blowing experience, and now you can get anything online, anything mm-hmm. you want to see. There's things that you could just go and download that you know. And let's face it's not the same and, anymore. And, and we're not going to sugarcoat that fact. People download. It's I mean, all download. I don't buy any DVDs anymore. I shouldn't be saying that on my on the air, I suppose. But I don't really see the point when I can just get whatever I want. There That's are sides to that think. too. Like if I really like something, I'll try to go out and buy the DVDs. Mm-hmm. I remember but this is new. This is Neil's. Uh, this is Neil. I remember Neil saying this. Um, the, the download is for me to sample. If I truly like it, I'll buy it. The thing is, I'm kind of bitter about a couple of the things. Thing is, the I've thing is, the other, this is. I think this was part of Neil's point. He says, um, if I didn't want to download it, I was never going to buy. I was never interested in the first place. Therefore, I was never going to buy it in the first place. Yeah, no customer yeah. loss there. No customer mm-hmm. loss. No, there's no gain to be made anyway. Mm-hmm. So really, really, um, be careful about wanting to condemn that. And the problem, too, with anime clubs today is it's really hard for us to get members. Like, a lot of people, like, they don't want to come out to a club. Mm-hmm. They can just download whatever they want. A lot of times when I have people coming and there's, like, a new term starting, and I'm like, okay, we're going to show this title, this title, this title, this title. And people are like, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. Like, and then they have no point see to ya. come. Right. Yeah, they don't bother showing up. I mean, I, I, remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, uh, like, reading an article recently, uh, and this was probably a, a really old article. I just found it, Googled it, and somebody at uh, the Ryerson Club meant, lamented, exact point you just mentioned it's all there are certain titles like personally on like i don't usually watch like watching anime in an audience i like to watch it at home alone where i can pause it at will where there's not other people interrupting or talking the only experience where i do like being in an audience is again like comedy titles like we watch Mm -hmm. school rumble we're watching or on host club this term and it's really fun Mm -hmm. watching those kinds of shows in an audience for reference by the way the the show is going on as as we speak in the background so um 
And there's laughter. And like you can probably that so that's probably why you might be hearing laughter laughter on this track uh, to everyone listening at home. So mm-hmm. comedies and that kind of thing, like non-serious shows, I think are really fun to watch in an audience. But really serious stuff, I'd rather watch on my own. The only thing again that we try to draw people in, like there's obviously we have social events, mm-hmm. we have raffles, that kind of thing going the game on. Game shows too. Game like, shows are really fun. Doing other things besides well, showing is a good way to keep things. But the fresh. showings themselves, I don't think it's enough. No, no I, I mean. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was thinking more along the lines also that it's so hard with the newer stuff, but the on the tail end, it's too bad that people don't go back and look at the old stuff because some of them are just getting lost or never fans up. Do you know what I mean? And yes. some of the older mm-hmm. DVDs are losing their luster, like Core getting its license ending, and there's only so many DVDs out there. Yeah, Amazing how Ukaku uh, being so many DVDs out there. Yeah, the core license is back, uh, is back on is back on the table since uh, Animico lost it. So mm-hmm. just for reference, I do consider that to be one du- like duty of sorts of anime clubs is to showcase classics or and things you wouldn't normally see. Because there are a lot definitely. of new fans too that come in that have came in with Naruto or Bleach, like all the kind of new Dragon Ball Z type shows. I consider them as sorry, <laughs> but people that are new fans, and then you try to show them the good stuff from the good old days, and try to get them hooked on that kind of stuff and like, broaden the their horizons. Well, they have to try different genres that yeah. aren't exactly. as how can we say accessible? Introduce like some them, them to shoujo. Introduce them to some of them are hard. Here, here's a thought. Let, let's go back to the anime channel question. Okay. Can the anime channel replace a club? No. No. No, I, I don't think so. I mean. You're talking like I mean. The, there's your water availability. There's part of that water availability. The cl- um, the uh, channels like Anime Channel, Funny, uh, Funnymation Channel, like Anime Network. It's not the same experience. But uh, like I, mean, I think people that become fans by watching the Anime Channel, like they're probably going to be the type that would go to conventions and do that kind of thing. They might have a little forum online that they go to. I don't know if it would really entice them, like if it benefit them to go to a club. But it wouldn't be the same experience. Either. See, here's the other. Here's a, here's a, here's an interesting. Here's a thought that just came into my head. Um, clubs like to allow, allow the uh, fan culture the, to allow the the anime fan culture to go to delve itself back on completely strictly online. Download everything. Every talk about your shows on forums. There's no. It's all virtual interaction. Mm-hmm. There's no human connection. There's no anymore. human connect. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Everyone becomes like people make fun of anime fans because they lack. What, what's the phrase? What's social the, uh, skills? Social skills. Here, the definition. Personal hygiene. The funny, the, funny de- the funny definition from William Gibson's book of Iduro. He described an otaku as somebody with a techno fetish with a social deficit. And to allow, to allow it to go, like to allow anime fans this way, to access, any, access, access everything online, is to almost reinforce that thought. Yeah. This is the this is the danger. This is the big danger about letting clubs die, or or letting or letting um. But are you less well, of an otaku if you have you know a club or a podcast per se? I think it kind of doesn't really matter either way. You're, you're you are an otaku whatever whether you do you are or not. yeah, you're but engaged in what you like, but in one way or another, right? you're, you're engaged. Still nerdy. But <laughs> of course, we're all nerdy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, it's just that the social interaction part is that that's part part of what made it fun for me. That's what I was thinking. It's kind of like a movie theater. You go, you get to have the experience with everyone. Everyone has their different experience, and then sometimes you'll talk to someone afterwards and say, "Oh, that was interesting." Blah blah blah. Like it's that social experience mm-hmm. that you can't get in your home alone unless you have a group of friends over and you're mar- marathoning yeah, something like it Ava. It gets to a tricky point there too, because even back in the day before I was ever part of any club, 
I still had my friends that I kind of hooked onto anime, mm -hmm. and then we would go to conventions together. And then if I liked something new or I found something, I'd just go and talk to them. Like, you don't need a club to have the social experience, but it's it's a different thing. It's altogether. an experience, but yeah. it's an experience. They have to kind of be careful about the movie theater thing. I mean, I I'm still a proponent of going of movie theaters existing. Sad part is, they're hurting too. Ticket yeah. sales are down. A lot of them are in like the industry is in danger. But you know, I guess I guess maybe you can. I'll put this analogy with the uh, anime clubs too. Somehow they pull through. I, mm. I get the feeling in the long term that'll be the case here. Yeah, there's just nothing like watching, like say, V for Vendetta on the big IMAX screen. Just such an experience. You like, got to see it on oh, IMAX. Yes, it I was hate you. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's here's just a, nothing like that. I'll you can't give get you that a thought. I mean, I'll give you a thought. The person, like, the person who taught me to, who um, introduced me to running a club years ago. She, I, when we started this, when the club, when we started this club, like 10 years ago, when, when I first came in, she told me that one of the purposes of this club was to make anime so popular that a club like this one would no longer be needed. I don't think, like, I mean, I, 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 uh, I had no problems with her motivation. With my uh, with uh, my team, that's kind of like Haruhi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had no I had no real problems with her motivation, but I just never thought that her her goal was ever attainable. I don't think it ever will be. Mm -hmm. so as long I as mean, anime fans that. suffer from a what was it a deficit of social interaction, I don't then think it's anime fans will be needing clubs. I guess <laughs> I don't think it's something that necessarily an anime club could do, but I think. It is going to become that way. It's looking more and more like you have things like Family Guy on TV now. Like obviously it's not Japanese anime, but all that kind of more animation is becoming more popular and more accepted. Mm -hmm. The more edgier animation. It, I mean, well, Family Guy, you watch it like that's definitely not for kids. <laughs> I've seen and enough episodes. I, I loved, I loved the episode. I love this episode where um, the father uh, was fighting that chicken guy. Yeah, that, that, that they, when I've they brought ever, him back, that, that is was one funny. of the funniest sequences I've ever seen in my life. But as we have more North American animation and we have more and more Japanese animation coming over, like it is becoming more and more mainstream as the years go on. I don't think it's going to happen this year or next year, but I think eventually we will start to see it a lot more mainstream I, than it is today. I don't I think, think it's going to be debate. completely mainstream. Not as much as it is in Japan, just because it kind of Well, it's also debatable how much, or how much how mainstream it is in Japan, I think. That's another discussion altogether. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. uh, the, other, like, the thing is, I don't think anime clubs as we know it can survive, but it has to you know, evolve along with it, be something else. Mm -hmm. like, like the, thing is, you, the thing is with, um, oh, I hate to use this analogy. With soap operas, with soap operas and their stars, and I have issues with fans of soap opera stars. But um, <laughs> with fans of soap opera stars, there's like, you know, there's clubs anyway for fans of various shows, various, uh, various stars, and whatever. They're, they're, they're you know fan clubs. That's essentially what anime clubs are mm -hmm. still to to this day. They're fan clubs of not necessarily a particular show, or a particular genre, or a particular person, but of a particular medium altogether. I think at most major universities they'll always exist. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to say always, like forever and ever, but for a very long time they'll have a place. I mean, they will. I think. I think. I, I, I don't see a. I don't see clubs like absolutely like a point where there'll be pro uh, hardly any clubs anywhere. I mean, this club celebrated its tenth anniversary uh, today. Um, Utarpa at, your, at U of T is like eleven or twelve years old. One in Denver last week 
celebrated 25. its 25th anniversary. I don't. I forgot its name. It's one in Texas, so I remember. Mm-hmm. And one Maybe in our fact checker can check facts. Yeah, he's uh, is it, he's is that that one in Texas? Somebody. Because I remember ADV, wasn't it? All of them, the guys, everyone that started ADV, basically. We're in an anime club in Texas, mm-hmm. and that's how ADV began. Yeah, and so everyone kind of—it's kind of a social experience that you talk with people about, and then you grow mm-hmm. the industry and grow information around people. Yeah, which is an interesting thing to look upon. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. A- anyway, um, yeah. So I guess you know, I, I, it's hard to say that it'll die. Well, it'll I think as long as anime clubs can offer something that you can't get from just downloading, then they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, well, anyway, uh, we'll take the break. Back with final insults next. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Welcome back. Uh, just a quick reminder: our email is roundtable at theanime.com, and our website and archive can be found at www.thecomicden.com. We hope to do somewhere along the line do a email segment. You know, we'll answer some emails. So um, give us a give us a shout. You might uh, we might put your letter on the air. No prizes yet, though. We'll get back to you. Uh, once again, and once again, hopefully a blog is coming soon. Also, www.animenorth.com. We're hoping to tape there in May. So if and if you want us to go to the forums under live events and add your name to the list. Or I guess I should mention this now. We did get a response from Anime North. It's positive. It's good. We're gonna try and iron out some details, but it looks like we're going to Anime North. Uh, so thumbs up to that. Um, we'll, so we'll, 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 more details to come, but please still show us your support there, okay? Okay, time for final insults. Who dares go first? Me, 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 me. Oh, wait. Do you want me to start the defer rules? or uh, Not this week, since everyone seems to have one. I had first dibs. Yeah, yeah, first dibs <laughs> this week. Um, the one thing I wanted to point out to everyone listening is that if you haven't already been paying attention on much music, I know for sure they've been showing, there's a segment, there's three episodes, and it's Kelly Osbourne turning Japanese. They've already shown the first two episodes, oh, so if you want to catch the next one, I believe it's on Tuesday at 6, 6.30, 7.30? I think it's 7.30. Um, it's kind of interesting. She's basically taking a working holiday while she's there. She's already worked in a maid cafe as a maid. She's worked <laughs> at a love hotel, which was very amusing. She's done a samurai <laughs> thing. She's been manga. a Buddhist monk. They chased monk. them all away. I think manga as well. They she worked at an more. oxygen bar, and what was one of the other ones? I think it was manga. Was it manga artist or anime she did something, something cosplaying. Like I don't okay. remember exactly what it was. But okay. she did the maid cafe. I wasn't sure if that was the cosplay. It's well worth watching if you have an hour to kill. Um, I find it very amusing. She complains a lot, and her Japanese is very bad. But she is trying, and it's quite amusing. If you need another kind of inner look on Japan, it's worth watching. <laughs> I recommend it. I'll have to uh, tell me. Uh, and yeah. she has cool hair. I don't know. She always did. <laughs> she has so much makeup that she carries with her, too. Wow. I found it very fascinating. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I, you know, I, I'll give it a look. I'll try and give it a look if I remember. Wow. <laughs> all right. I'll so remember this for as long as I get, for as long as it takes me to get. All to my I did just say is wow on that. Yeah, that's all anyway. I can say. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead on All right. So, for all the anime fans out there, meaning everybody listening, um, I just have a plea, sort of. I want you, if you haven't seen anything old lately, try to download something that's like more than ten years old, just because I think that there are a lot of really good shows out there that aren't getting the attention they deserve. And sometimes it might not look very pretty, but there's a lot of really good stuff out there. So You're not going to plug Rosa Versailles again, are you? I might. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa Versailles. Anyway, that's me. I'm out. Thanks. Actually, speaking of 
old anime, um, probably they should look into old manga as well because trust me, you may think some manga that was in the past may never get licensed and that may be true, but certain companies sometimes have a chance like Crying Freeman, which is now being published again by Dark Horse. It used to be a Viz title, but now Dark Horse has it and they're just finishing up doing the fifth volume in March and there'll be five big volumes for, I can't remember the price, but it's something to look into, to look at the past and look at something from way back. It's a glorious past, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So we just talked a little bit about what it's like to run an anime club. Having said all of this, let me give one final piece of advice. Don't do it. Or at least invest in a bottle of Tylenol if you do. Especially if you don't care much for the stress of organizing events, pooling videos, and ultimately losing stuff. If you decide to come into this world, if you're a girl, by the end of it, your hair will be gray. And if you're a guy, chances are you won't have any more hair that would change color. And for both, you're likely to be left pretty bitter. Believe me, I know. Now, having said all of that, and you're still willing, the one thing you'll come out with by the end of it is a, gre- is a greater appreciation for the anime and manga you've worked so hard to promote. Believe me, I know. That's it for this week. We'll see you out there. Enjoy the reading, enjoy the watch. Good night and good luck.